This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Widow Podcast. Today I have a very exciting guest for you. We have Richard Hart, known as Rick, I think, to to most people. Um, Rick is a widower himself and a podcast host and an author. We will get into all of that in our conversation. But Rick's outlook on life and how he has navigated his grieving journey really is quite remarkable and very inspirational. You are absolutely going to take so much away from this conversation because every time Rick speaks, it's like gold. So welcome, welcome to the Widow Podcast, Rick. It's so lovely to have you here. It's lovely to be on. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, bless you. Well, let's start. Let's start um, at the beginning. Tell us a little bit about Jade and and how you became a widower. Me and Jade met when Jade was 17, I was 18, you know, I still had my sixth form tie on and she was at college and, you know, it was two youngsters coming together and what I call puppy love, uh, very much so. And and life blossomed on from there really, you know, getting through sixth form university, Jade went travelling and then our lives really formed as one. Um, and she was my soulmate. She was everything. She was, she was my best friend, my wife, my lover. We we did everything together. We did everything together. But um, but you know, sadly, Jade died hours after giving birth to Hugo, our first son, in July 2018. And 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 that was that. You know, my whole life stopped. It crushed. I lost everything. Everything. Jade Jade was an amazing human. Jade was. Jade zest for life, she lived for today. She didn't worry about next week or next month. And she wasn't scared of, you know, it's going on the credit card. I don't care, Rick. We're, we're living for today. You know, and I was very much eyes on the future. And, and that's why we worked. But um, she lived for today. She was just amazing. She was just so creative, quirky and driven she had an unreal career um and we we had you know so many years together but jade's life unfortunately ended when she was 33 so tragic and and so sad you know and hours after giving birth as well to hugo i mean she must have been so excited and so looking forward to being a mum and and becoming a family with with all of you together you know and the plans that you have with that yeah it's that was the missing piece of the jigsaw. We, we left things late in terms of wanting to become a family because I was very career-driven and Jade was very career-driven. We lived a very successful, wealthy life together. And we, we would be able to go on these five, six holidays a year. Um, we would be able to do whatever we wanted to do. We never had that sort of worry of, oh, you know, when's payday coming? So, you know, we were, in a, we were in a really good position. You know, the love we had for each other was phenomenal. The soulmate connection was unreal. And, you know, we had Hugo and she gave birth to Hugo July 2018. 
And that was the missing piece of the jigsaw. That was everything we wanted together. And so, you know, Christ, you know, in, in it's as you'll probably know, Karen, it's it can be quite challenging going back to certain things, but I've done a lot of reflection and I've come on my own journey in the last five and a half years and I look back at what I've done in the last five and a half years and just go, wow. Mm. I'm patting myself on the back massively and we don't do that enough. We're really hard on ourselves. We don't. We're so hard. We're, we're, we're the biggest judger on ourselves. And at times we just need to just really, really pull that back and go, what you have done is just incredible. Just for me, just getting out of bed and looking after a, a newborn baby, you know, one day old, two day old, coming home back to our family home and Jade's in the hospital, died. She's dead and, and, I, and I'm, I'm at our family home with a newborn going, what is, what is going on? Like, um, time had stopped. I need to feed our son every two hours. Yeah. I was having two, three hours sleep a night for months and months on end. I was in shock. The trauma of Jade's passing, what happened to her, all the images, everything that was circling around my brain i i was literally in survival mode and it was it was it was sink or swim what helped you rick in those early days to survive i mean i mean what support did you draw on what did you do i mean having a newborn is is challenging enough right and and throwing in the, the grief and the trauma and the shock of, of losing your person through that experience, it's unimaginable for most of us to, to comprehend. What helped you? What helped you get through that, that first sort of six, 12 months of Jade's death? The, fir- the first few months, I, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be on this planet. I didn't want to face what I was having then to deal with and the challenges that I knew were coming. You know, I've lost Jade, I've lost everything. She was everything to me. And um, But there were some very powerful turning points for me. And a lot of them were spiritual. And I have I have felt Jade. And I have seen Jade. Wow. And not a lot of people get this or experience this. And in my mind, I go, am I losing my mind or am I seeing what I'm seeing? And Jade has showed up more than once in my house. And also as well, a very special moment that I'll share with you. I went away to Portugal um, a few months after Jade had died and I remember I was sat in this bar and I had one hand on on a beer and my other hand was on the, the table and I felt this hand hold my hand and I was just like, what is this? And then this band appeared from nowhere and started playing I'll Go Wherever You Will Go, which was our song, The Calling. Aww. And I say to myself, what is actually going on here? That band could have played any song. I could have been sat in any bar. I could have been anywhere in the world. But this is where I am. And I'm a big believer of signs. I'm a massive believer in fate and signs. And I have had a lot of spiritual moments and connections with Jade. And also that moment in Portugal, I just said, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for this. I'm gonna make you proud. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do everything that I can possibly do in my power and my inner strength to get through this absolute horrific ordeal. And obviously having Hugo every day, I had this massive death feeling looking at Hugo every two minutes of every day. 
24 hours every single day, every single week, every single month. And it was all the horrific images of Jade and everything that I saw in the hospital and, and my trauma. And it, it was attached to Hugo in some way at the start. Um, but when I came back from Portugal and I picked him up after the trip, the death feeling had gone. When I look at him, and I remember the moment when I looked at him, this real heavy death feeling wasn't there. I remember driving home. I was like, wow, this is, this is a real big turning point for you, Vic. And then I started to run. I started to run. I wanted to run away. I wanted to find energy. Where, 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 how does a guy find energy in deep grief, trauma, shock, loss, looking after a baby, 24 hours a day, having two or three hours sleep a night, I had to just say, you're going to have to run, Mick. You're going to have to run. And you're going to have to really rely on your inner strength and basically what's in the basement. There was nothing there. But I had to believe there was something there. So I'd be going out for these, these 8, 10K, 12 runs. There's just no energy. But actually what it was doing was giving me something back it was doing something it was a process physically and mentally for me and then we went on this i went on this big running journey for jade and did all these 10ks and did a half marathon in memory of jade and then decided to myself do you know what go and run a full marathon go and run a full marathon because you said to jade that you'd run a marathon um and and so i just i just did that alone really um you know it was the summer of 2019 and I started to to really pick up my my running and then the next thing I am um, I'm running the the Yorkshire marathon in memory of Jade wow that must have been incredibly emotional yeah it was it was really emotional the thing for me is when Jade was alive I said to her you've done nine months pregnancy I will go and run a marathon um, I'll go and train for nine months and run a marathon because you carried our baby and you went through something also phys- physical and mental and challenging. So doing that run was a massive part of my journey, but also as well, it was the next step for me to go, you're taking this journey alone, Rick. You're taking your own path through this and you can do anything. You can do anything. If you really want something, you will go and get it. And you'll make it happen. Have, have you always had that kind of mindset, Rick? Is that something that's that's within you, or is that something you've discovered within you since Jay died? It's always been within me. I've always been a confident guy. It's been a journey to get this confidence, yeah. but I've always been a confident guy. I've always been good at what I did through my careers and everything that I did. You know, before losing Jade, I, w- I was a massive motivator. Most people I come across my path who go. You know what, I have had 20 minutes with you, Rick, and I've just walked away. I feel unreal. I'm on it. I'm back. Like, thanks for the inspiration. You know, and I've always been that guy. I've, I've been in sales management. I've turned businesses around. I've, I've done lots of stuff in the past. And I guess after when, after when Jade died, I did lose a lot of that. But as time's gone on, it started to come back a little bit you know and I look at the the things that I've done and just just go wow but the things that I've done so far my hands are still tied behind my back 
they are. Just imagine if my my hand, my arms are not tied behind my back. I'd I would be doing. I'm doing unreal things now. I'd be doing even more unreal things out there. Yeah. More people would be knowing who Ricard is, what my story is, what I've done, what I've gone through, how I went through it, what I've created, why I've created it, and just just collaborating with more like-minded people. As you know, you walk through one door, another door opens, another door opens. You look back and go, wow, Jesus Christ, I'm so glad I took that first step. And, you know, a lot of us go, oh, we can't do this. Oh, I can't do that because everyone's just thinking about the tip of the mountain. You just have to take the first step. And that's what I believed. I just needed to take this first step and then keep taking these little baby steps. Mm. You know, I'm a big believer of it's all about life. Life is all about the journey. It's not about the destination. You know, so if someone wants to go on and achieve something and they want to do it in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, it doesn't matter because you're engrossed in that journey. Definitely. And it's about the journey. Yeah. So this is where I am now. You know, I look at the things that I've done in the last few years and I'm engrossed in this journey now. And, you know, there's times where I do sit back and go, is that it? And then I go, no, no, it's not it. You know, I've, I've just recently created my own podcast four or five months ago. I wouldn't have thought that I'd be doing my podcast this year, but I knew it was something that was in my mind two years ago. Two years ago, Real With Rick was ringing in my mind. What is this, Rick? Is this, are you on a TV show? Are you interviewing somebody? Are you the host? Are you speaking out? Are you sharing your thoughts and feelings, your story? Um, so, you know, and it's phenomenal, the, 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 the podcast at the moment, because the recordings between each episode, you know, um, there's so much that happens in my life in three or four weeks. It's just incredible. So we record them one episode after the other because there's just so much content and so much to to talk about. So I've, I've, just to go back, back to your point, I've always been this driven, hungry, successful guy. And I did lose parts of that, but it will just keep coming back even more as time goes on for me it will it's just it's just the journey i'm on and you know it's um and i'm great i'm embracing it i'm embracing it it sounds very much like you you understand you have that clarity that it is a journey and and it's a long journey and you have the ability to be patient within that and know that there is still more to come there's still more out there for you but you know there are certain things right here, right now that have to take priority, like Hugo and, and, and being a dad, and 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 that does restrict you, and that can be frustrating. But you're working with what you've got, and I think for a lot of us in grief and and loss, we have a, a tendency to look at what we can't do, what's not available to us because of our situation, and and I get it, and that does need acknowledging. But then what you have to do is look at what you can do what is possible what is within your control what can you try and figure out what is that first step you can take to get you closer to something because it is our responsibility isn't it like nobody is coming to do this for us sadly and and that's harsh it is harsh because how lovely would that be but it's not the case we've got to make life happen around us but it's it's not easy have you ever felt that guilt rick with, with jade that you're you're here she's not um you know with creating a life for yourself that can feel good again Lot, lots of decisions and processes that i've gone through i felt dead and i'll, I'll share some of those with you soon 
Um, but it's been hard to get this this real good feeling back inside because you're not sharing it with who you want to share it with. Mm. You know, your, your loved one that you were meant to be with for the rest of your life is no longer here anymore. So I've been in survival mode for, I, I was very much at the start of my loss and, and gliding through my deep grief. But yeah, you know, there's been times where I've, I've felt a lot of guilt and felt, you know, what if I wasn't here and Jade was? Would she be doing a better job with Hugo? Again, we're very hard on ourselves. I do a tremendous job with my son. But again, we always still go, oh, God, should I have said that? Should I have done that? You know, I need to be a better dad. How do I do this? You know, I've done everything, Karen, everything, every, every tiny little thing with a baby that someone needs to do. And probably more so mothers would get this. Um, I've done it all. I've done it all from birth. And as time's gone on for me, I've just learned to go, you're an incredible man, Rick. And I've learned to, 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 to find real love within myself, self-love, self-care, self-content, and just be at peace with everything. I can sit in my house, Karen, in silence when Hugo's gone to school and sit there for two hours and not feel like I need to be doing something, not feel like, oh, now I'm really starting to think and feel. I have felt more than most because I've had the time to feel because I haven't worked for five and a half years. Well, I'd argue that point. You've written so many books and you've created a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, my life before July 2018, you know, you're in the rat race, you know, the nine to five, whether you're self-employed, employed, doing what you're doing. I've been a full-time dad since day one. I'm still a full-time dad. I'm still extremely busy. Um, I run a, a business as well. I'm, I, I look after Hugo. I do everything around the house. You know, you know, I make a lot of decisions as well for the growth of me and my son going forward. And, you know, I do a lot of incredible things. But, yeah, it's, and, and then this goes back to this point. You know, two years ago, I would have, would have been a lot more harder on myself. But now I go, no, Rick, what you've done in three or four years, people don't even do in a lifetime. I love it. It gives me shivers. I love hearing people talk like this because you're so right. We give ourselves such a hard time and we're always thinking about what we haven't done, what we're not very good at. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd said that. But actually to, to be able to go, do you know what? Do you know what? You're doing amazing. Yeah. It's such a gift to ourselves. And, and it does bring that peace and, and that self-compassion, which is missing so much from our lives, but also that you just allow yourself to be. Like, we don't allow ourselves to be enough, do we? Definitely not. You know, I have so much more gratitude in life. You know, of course, I have my challenges with Hugo. I wake up in the morning, I'm stirring my coffee, I'm, I'm listening to the birds sing outside, I'm, I'm breathing in the air. I'm alive. I'm alive, Karen. I'm, 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 I'm here to tell the tale. I never thought I'd come this far, honestly. I never thought I'd be here. Um, but I am. I'm here, and, and and it's that it's that gratitude of I'm here to live another day. And all I do in my life is think of today, be in the present, and think of tomorrow. Honestly, I don't even think past two three days. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Honestly, I don't even think about. I'm going to Dublin on Friday. I'm not even thinking about it. I've got to check in at a hotel Thursday night in Manchester. I'm not even thinking about it. I'll deal with that on Thursday. Mm. And that is how I live my life now. And 
it's taken me some time to accept a new normal and a new set of circumstances, which comes with a, a whole different string of decision-making, which is very different to most. It is, mm. which is, has come with a lot of people, people management. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But, um, but I've, I've come a long way. I'm, I'm in the present. I am, I am so grateful of being here. And honestly, anything going forward in my life, whatever happens, it's a bonus. Because I look at everything that I've done, you know, I've loved, I've lost, you know. Um, I have in the last, you know, few years built a very successful property business. I'm a full-time dad. I'm a book author, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. I've got my own podcast show out. I look at all these things and I just go, anything past this point, Rick, is a bonus. But I do believe in one thing, and that is love. Love conquers all. Love and connecting is really important. Mm -hmm. It's so important for me. And But, you know, I do have hope. I do have hope that I will find my second chapter I will find, I will find her. Mm. Um, you know, I put a lot of pressure on that in in the past, maybe, and you know, made some decisions that that weren't right for me. Um, but you know, I'm a single guy. I'm, I'm my feet are on the ground, got a good head on my shoulders, and you know, I'll 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 find that second chapter. But that will happen naturally, you know. Um, so, so that, that I feel like that is very much like a missing piece to my jigsaw even now. You know, let's look at loss and grief here. And, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that say things to you and you just go, why have you said that? That's rubbish. That, you just don't get it. And, you know, time heals. Time's a healer. It's one of the worst slogans I've heard in my life. Like, people need to stop saying it. Time is not a healer. <laughs> time is not a healer you, you can work through your healing I went down a self-healing route through becoming a book author and doing other other beautiful things around the loss of Jade um, but you know I, I, I think one of the biggest healers out there is is probably finding love again yeah do you think though that is external love so you're you're kind of thinking that that's that is the missing piece because you you've cultivated this love within you and you have that that self-love you know I'm not going to say perfected because there's no such thing but you're you're in a good place you, you kind of have that that compassion and that care and that kindness for you and and that appreciation which is just so lovely Rick it really is and and now do you for you is it that you do want somebody to share life with and that love with because that to you is what life is is all about 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm 39 years old. I'm 40 at the end of this year. And, you know, I, I don't intend to be on my own for the rest of my life. I don't want to be on my own for the rest of my life. I can be on my own for the rest of my life. Yeah. You go that need and want. I don't need a woman. I want a woman. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a very, um, you know, I give myself a lot of love. I'm in, a, I'm in a really good place, Karen. I'm in a good place within myself. And when you do a lot of work on yourself, you 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 fall into this, this era of of what you're willing to accept, what you want, and what you're willing to compromise on, what you, you what you're not want, not what you're not willing to compromise on. So I, I do want to find someone. I do want to share my life with someone, but it's got to be the right circumstances, and um, yeah, very much so. But you know that will that will unfold when that unfolds. But 
even if I say to myself, if you don't find your second chapter, um, that's still okay. That's still okay. You know, I did live, live for the next 40 years on the planet as a single guy with Hugo and living my life and having, you know, good people around me. It's fine. It's fine. I've accepted that as well. I've, I've accepted that. I've accepted a lot of things. That's, um, that's powerful, isn't it? And, it? and it's that that trusting in the process almost, like in the universe, just like I know that you will give me what I, I need, want, desire, uh, when, when, when the time's right, when I'm ready, uh, for, you know, when the time's right for them, time's right for me. And, and I trust in that process. And in the meantime, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, yeah. I'm focused on these other things. And I believe in manifestation. Yeah. I believe in it. It's, it's, it's real. You know, when I went on this big running journey after the loss of Jade, I thought and felt so much and it's all happened. Wow. I saw it all. I saw it all. I saw it all running out into the country, disappearing, connecting with the universe. And I saw everything. Everything. Even this H symbol in the sky. What the hell is this? What is what what is this? What is this? It's it's um it's a sign for hope. It's a sign for Hugo Hart, and it's a sign for Hart's hero, which is his third children's book, mm. Hugo and Daddy's Superhero Adventures. So I'm a very creative guy. I've had a lot ringing around in my head and, you know, a time came through my loss where I decided to press the button on that big word action and make it happen. I love that. And it, again, it sounds like you, from giving yourself that time to, to be and and to do what felt right for you, like the running, that's when a, a lot of the answers came. Sometimes we're so busy doing and asking the questions rather than just being and sitting with the question and thinking, see what comes up. You, you've done that and then you've acted on it. So tell us, tell us about your, your journey. You obviously did the, the marathon, which is incredible. Well done. Um, but that then led you to think, I'm going to write books. What, what was that about for you? What was it you wanted to do? What was the message? What was the, the kind of guiding principle for you behind thinking, I'm going to write a book? I remember being stood over Jade's grave. This was weeks after she'd passed months. And and I said to myself, I'll shout about our lives. I'll shout about the amazing person you was. And I'll go on, I'm going to go on to do amazing things. And it's going to be a journey, but I'm going to stay focused on it. And I said that to Jade in the cemetery. And that stayed with me. I went on this big running journey which then came with manifestation, connecting with the universe. Honestly, I felt like I was running with electricity. The, the connection was phenomenal. I can't explain it. It's something out of this world. And I then did the marathon in memory of Jade. And then we move into 2020, don't we? We get hit with lockdown. Hugo's two, two and a half. And I'm in the house with a two, two and a half baby. One of the toughest times fell back into real deep depression and all these ideas, I was just like, do it now, Rick, do it now. You were going to do it. I mean, in my mind, I was going to do it when Hugo was five or six years old. So I started to write 1,500 words at 5 a.m. every day before Hugo woke up. And it was the story of me and Jade. So I started when she was 17, I was 18. I met her in the nightclub, this, that, the other. And it went on and on and on. I was like, this is an autobiography of mine and Jade's life. This is, this is a book, Rick. This is what you were saying when you were stood over Jade's grave. 
And then also I had this children's book idea going, I want to build a legacy. I want to do something different. I want to do something for Hugo as well. And honestly, two hours later, all the images and poetry for Hugo's first children's book, Hugo and Daddy's Nighttime Adventures, was done. Wow. All the papers, all the papers. I've got a video somewhere. All the papers were scattered all over my desk. You can see all the sketches, the and the, putting the papers together, going page one, two, three. And I were like, this is it. Let's go. I need an illustrator. I need a publisher. I need a copyright. I need an editor. And I need the right people around me to, to make this happen. I went and found those people uh, with a bit of due diligence as well. And I got the right team around me. And the project managed it all. And then effectively, Hugo's first children's book was published October 2020 and became second bestseller on Amazon for weeks. Wow, that's amazing. But also as well, there was a big part of my journey where I wanted to give back. Mm. I'm a non-profit book author, Karen. Everything from all of my books, I've got seven books out in this present day, and all of my books are all linked to various different charities. So, and I don't even break even. I don't take the money from the cost of the publisher. I'm at a loss. I've spent about £50,000 in the last three years, four years. No, well, yeah, last yeah, last three, three and a half years-ish from um, summer 2020 up to where we are now um, on taking this journey and doing what I have been doing. But I've done it to give back. I've built a legacy for Jade, built a legacy for me. I've built a legacy for my son. I give back to charities um, I've created websites. I created a website for Jade, jadehartpuppylove.co.uk, 1P in Puppy. I've created Hugo's third children's book, Hugo and Daddy's Superhero Adventures, a website for him, heartshero.co.uk. People can buy merchandise. People can buy H t-shirts. People can buy H hoodies. Mm, that's so lovely. And it all goes to charity. It all goes to charity. So I'm, I'm connected with crews, for Hugo's first book and then the other children's books, Thailand Adventures, Superhero Adventures, Christmas Adventures, are all connected to the Children's Bereavement Centre in Newark. And then Hugo's final children's book, School Adventures, is connected to Hugo's primary school, Whistleton Primary. So it's just lovely to give back. And I've done, I've done other things as well. Like, you know, I've done, I've done a charity cycle this year, for example. I did 600 miles on my Peloton in March and raised £1,200 for the Children's Bereavement Centre. So I do I do all the charity work alongside my books and, and it's giving back in a very special way. So it's just been a beautiful journey to create all this. So, you know, the, the, the creation and the action started in lockdown and then I didn't stop and I carried on. And the short story is I've got five children's bereavement books out now and anyone can go on Amazon and just type in Hugo and Daddy's or go into Waterstone, you know, and the books are everywhere. The books are everywhere. What an amazing, amazing accomplishment. I mean, Hugo must be so proud of you. He must have you up on this pedestal. You must absolutely be his superhero. Thing is, though, Hugo, like, he's very competitive. He's like me when I was young. I always wanted to win. He looks at the books and he knows that they're there and he's got the images in his room and stuff like that. But he's like, oh, I'll read them. He, he does read them. He does look at them. But he's not, like, fixated on them. There is going to come a time where he gets to six, seven, eight, and he starts, and he's able to read more and understand more, and he'll start picking it up more. He does carry some of them around in his little book bag at school as well, and they're all in the library at school, which is lovely. Um, so, so yeah, he's, you know, and I've got them all in frames in the house 
with little like silver plaques on and they're just they're just memorabilia it's memorabilia so but also as well I was touching on Puppy Love um, my autobiography about mine and Jay's life and then that ended with my grief the book and that was published um, February 2021 and and that book is is with Wayward Odin Young so and then I've also just recently wrote my second adult book Grow Through Grief and again, the, the proceeds of, of that book are going to be passed away with Odin Young. So, you know, it's just it's just a pleasure to give back. It's a pleasure to do something different. It's a it's a pleasure to build this legacy. And, and it goes back to my point, what I said earlier on on this on this chat. Whatever happens past this point is bonus for me, Karen. In life, I've accomplished a lot. You've done. You have done so much, and and I think you know it's it's clearly important that you have a focal point there's that you, you it sounds like you're the kind of person that needs something um to, to focus on um a, a purpose that that sort of drives you forward a little bit because you're, you're clearly very creative mm. and you have so many so many ideas which come to fruition which is incredible because so many of us have all these ideas but making them happen is a whole other step yeah. but you, you've talked to you just touched on your book growth through grief there which yeah. i think is so interesting because i love the expression you know grow through what you go through and 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 for yeah. me that has been a huge sort of part of my story i suppose i feel like i have grown so much in the last seven years so much more than i did in the, the previous 40 years that i was alive and and it and you know it, it's not easy it's hard and and you, you know you have to make choices and decisions and and commit to things and figure out your your way somehow and you don't always want to but i think when you start achieving things and you start understanding yourself better it, it's actually kind of quite liberating and empowering isn't it and you kind of think oh god actually what else could i do if i can do this what what's next exactly exactly and it goes back to that point that i said earlier you you take that step you walk through this door and then this other door appears and then this other opportunity appears and then you kind of go i'm really in amongst all of this creativity thinking new ideas good people like all i want to do now karen is be around good people and grow what I, want to do. I love that so much I, I, I mean I just I'd love to come back to that point about people being around good people because I'd, I'd love to just sort of understand how it's been for you with the people around you but when we talk about growth through grief and, and you say about taking that that first step and it's big and it's scary isn't it right especially when it can involve investing in yourself and, and doing something that takes yeah. you out of your comfort zone and thinking about you sort of making you your purpose isn't it and and that's really hard for people to do because we are almost in a world where it's it's deemed selfish to do that and we should put other people first and and please others and and make sure their needs are met before ours but how how do we take that first step in and prioritizing our own needs and thinking about us and who we are and making our journey our purpose yeah, you know, I, I I was I go right back now, five years ago. I was very much wrapped around what other people thought, wanting to please other people, you know, and putting myself at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And you, and you kind of, as time goes on, you go, whoa, hang on a minute, whoa, you should be at the top of the food chain, kid. You deserve to be at the top of the food chain. 
And you need to be at the top of the food chain because you need to be the best version of you you can be because you deserve that. And so I've gone on this journey of, you know, navigating around people and and it's been challenging. It's been it's been hard. Like, of course, the people that are around me at the start of my loss two, three months in, I'm not with me now. And that's okay. That's all right. She's part of the journey. I talk about this train of life and people disappear because they don't know what to say. People disappear and come back, mm. you know, at different points through your loss. You push people away as well and go, I don't want to be around you. You're not for me anymore. Um, we just don't align anymore. We don't connect. And that is the train of life after loss because my peace and energy are really important, Kevin. Yeah. And I have to do everything that I can to ensure that those two elements are absolutely on point because the poorer version I am, the poorer version Hugo Hart is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I need to be like, I need to be the best version of me. How do I do that? What do I do? You know, when you just think of physical and mental, like I meditate a lot. I've built a gym in my house. I built a spa in my garden. I sit in an, a, a two to three degree ice bath every day. <laughs> I'm sat in Antarctica water. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. My heart rate goes down to 40, 40, 45 beats per minute. I'm meditating in my ice bath. That ice bath has, has taken me to whole new levels up here. So these are the things that I need to be doing. Going, you need to be doing different things, Rick, because what's happened to you has been horrific and you need to keep training, you know, looking after yourself and just being the best version you can. And that's all, that's, that's, that's all I intend to do. And going back to your point of people and challenges, you know who your, your go-to people are. You know who your inner circle is. I have a very small inner circle and it has to be small because of what's happened to me and a lot of other circumstances around my loss mm. means that I have a small circle because, you know, you can't trust everyone, can you? No, you can't. And how do you go about, so you, you've kind of touched on there that you, you've had to let some people go and, and some relationships have, have been challenged and maybe fallen by the wayside. You, you know, you want to surround, like we all want to surround ourselves with people that inspire us, lift us up, motivate us, encourage us allow us to be that best version of ourselves and and that's not always easy because people don't always like that because it highlights you know what's not going well for them how have you gone about finding those people do you know what i've had to live i've had to learn to live alone Karen. i've had to go through this horrific journey of going rick you need to your your base point and being absolutely content and comfortable with it is living alone and just being alone with you and your son and being able to deal with everything, everything that comes with being a full-time parent, running the business, you know, my life, everything. You've got to be content with that. And then anything past that point is, is a bonus. Um, so, but the one thing I regret, Karen, I'll be open about this. I, 
I wish that I had collaborated with more people like you. I wish I, I would have collaborated with more people that have lost, that got it three, six, nine months after losing Jade, because I didn't. I had too many people around me that, that didn't really understand her. That was okay. That was okay. There's, there's, no, there's no right or wrong here. There's no like, it's your fault, it's my fault. It's just what's what happened. And we do find it hard to connect to everybody. And I think I would have connected and felt so much better about my feelings and journey if I would have collaborated with more people that I'd lost. Do you think that was harder because you're a man and, and you felt that you couldn't or it wasn't out there so much? We're all really good at this, aren't we? Pride and talking and I'm a man. man men don't speak, men don't cry, men don't share their feelings. And, I, and I've always been in, in, well, when I say I've, been, I've always been in touch with my feelings, I've always learned to, to be emotional, but I, f- I found it hard to talk and connect. I found it hard to share because so much was so much was was going on. Yeah. It wasn't just my loss. You know, Jade's death was negligent. Mm. That came with a, a huge journey, with so many in and around that journey. Yeah. And everything else that was going on in my life, it was just it was just so difficult. But I do have this 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 small go-to group and my inner circle and, and that works for me. But I know now it's a journey for me now to collaborate with with a lot more and, and obviously now doing the podcast real with Rick and the successes of the podcast, that will all just um, um, unfold naturally. Again, a little bit of a, p- a missing piece to my jigsaw because obviously I've, I've been connecting with a lot of widows and widowers and you talk about your life and your decision-making and your journey and they're doing similar things and you're like, wow, wow. We're all making the same decisions or pretty much the same decisions and yeah. it's really fascinating. It is. It's really fascinating. The message is, the message is, is it's, it's, it's okay to feel, to talk out, to say exactly what's going on. Um, if you find you go to people in the early days, then you know you one step ahead. And I didn't really have that, to be honest. So I was firefighting a lot. I was dragging my heels. I was in survival mode. I was just trying to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've, I've come a long way. You know, I won't. I won't be doing this three, four years ago. No yeah. way. No way. And this goes back to your point. Like, look how far you've come. Look yeah. at what you've done and achieved. It's it's unreal. And you look at yourself five years ago, have I really done this? Am I doing this? Did I achieve this? Yeah. Is this like, you know, and you go, wow, you know. But it's also amazing to to, to grow. Um, and you find your people that want to support you as well. You do. You know. Yeah. And growth can be a lonely journey. It can. It, I, do you know what? It, I think it really can because it's, again, it's hard to find people that are on a similar journey and, and are wanting sort of, sort of that for you and for themselves. And, and to, to find people that think in that way, it's, it is. I mean, I, I love, this is why I love my communities so much because I feel like I'm surrounded by people that want to grow around their grief, want to find a way forward. And they're just the most amazing people ever and and I adore it and and you know I have that at my fingertips and it's so powerful and so lovely but 
you know, not everyone does. And I think it is about getting out there and finding those people a little bit, isn't it? And and, and putting yourself forward, which isn't easy. But you, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Rick. Uh, Real with Rick, it's called, isn't it? And I think you've got eight episodes yeah. out so far. Is is this just about your your grief and loss or is it encompass all parts of, of your life? It's 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 predominantly my from the point of my loss, really. You know, episode one is the about mine and Jade's life, certainly her nine months of pregnancy, who Jade was, our life together. But it, it's it's interesting when I talk about doors and doors opening. You know, I went on TV, I've been on TV a few times this year, but I went on TV for the first time and again I connected with somebody. And if I didn't go on the show, I wouldn't have connected with that person. And then that then led on to let's create a podcast. Let me exclusively interview you based on your story and we'll create this, your own podcast show. How do you feel about that? Well, sounds good to me. I think it's going to help me. I think it's going to help a lot of other people out there as well. And it was also to support the book, Grow Through Grief. So anyway, the podcast just went boom and it just happened within three weeks. And from the point of three weeks and nothing really going on to then going, I've got a website, I've got a logo. I've got uh, content, I have the platform to create the podcast, I've got all the images, I had everything. I got all the people around me again and went, bing, bang, gosh, let's go. Real with Rick. And it's just gone from strength to strength. You know, so I've, I've been in the, the top charts for the last four months pretty much on personal journals, on Apple Podcasts, and the feedback reviews have been phenomenal. And, you know, there's been a lot of people tuning in. There's a lot of people messaging me. There's a lot of people connecting, a lot of people that are inspired. But, yeah, there's eight episodes out. Episode nine is coming out at the end of November. And it starts from Jade's nine months. Then it moves into the birth of Hugo and the loss of Jade, a very emotional episode two. Then it moves on to going home, my running journey, becoming a book author, you know, and then moving on, finding love again. Yeah. A very interesting episode, which is episode seven, and sharing some real truths amongst all of that. And then nine, my body transformation. I've lost sixteen pounds in the last three months. So I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be oiling myself up and going for these these muscle competitions. But body transformation to me is just being really lean and feeling good and being in the best place you can be. So, and that's an ongoing journey. That will always be an, an, an ongoing life journey for me. But I've been doing phenomenal in the last few months with my weight loss um, and my weight training. And then now episode nine coming out at the end of November is life as a widower and, you know, life life in the shoes of, of Rick Hart and everything that I now do, running my property business, you know, my book authoring, Hugo, my life, decision-making, and then episode 10 is, is is back on me and Jade. Love it. It's so needed. These conversations are so needed. And I think what is lovely as it is actually it comes from a, a, a male perspective. Um, I, there, there are women out there sharing their stories. And, and I know statistically there are more widows than widowers because um, more men die young than, than women statistically. And I actually think women are, are a little bit more a lot of the time sort of forthcoming maybe in in searching for support and and community and and groups I think men find it a little bit harder not all men but yeah so I think what you're doing is really important I mean men are approaching me all the time asking for for some kind of of support and and I think you know it's it's just 
so needed and so necessary. And I love that you're doing it. But what's next? I mean, you have, I mean, I'm sure you have an abundance of, of ideas of where you want to go. But what do you think will be your your next step once you've done your 10 episodes? Is there going to be more? Is there more books? See, what, you, what are you going to do? Are you going to just take over the world? Do you know, like, it's interesting because I've just recorded episode nine on Real with Rick and uh, the chap that interviews me, he's he's a, a voice artist, he's done radio, he's, he's on TV, he's a TV presenter now. So he's interviewing me and... Uh, He's sort of like, he, he's got lots of ideas on, you, you could just do anything you want, like, to, in reason. If you really wanted to go after whatever you wanted to go after, go after it. Like, I shoot for the stars. There is no ceiling. There is no ceiling. So it's literally like, you know, and he turned around and he said, have you ever thought about being a coach? And I said, listen, you know, if, if, I, if I had in my left hand the ability to be, you know, a widow, a coach, or go out there and stand on stages, probably go out there and stand on stages. And it's something that I have had in the back of my mind. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't want to put any pressure on it, but I'm a full-time dad. I have a lot to look after and a lot to manage. But if I can find a way and, and be in the best place within myself as well to go out there and, you know, stick some hairs up on the back of people's necks, give me a microphone, give me 20 minutes, I'll wow you. Yeah. And then I'll be off. Yeah. And that, that's enough for me. That's enough for me. Mm. Because if I can go and stand up, stand up in front of four or 500 people and go, boom, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do some positive impact. So that's in the back of my mind. But also as well, like, you know, I've got some other business ideas as well. Like I've got a property business that I run. I'm a landlord. I'm a property developer. I've got property that I'm, I'm renovating early next year so that's going to take up a lot of my time at the start of next year will there be a series two of real with rick maybe what will that look like we will see who knows um, who knows <laughs> I've, got, I've got ideas i have ideas um Brilliant. but it's when they really come to me karen and i'm like right now now rick you press the button because you're really feeling this and it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming, it's coming. action Love it. What would you say then, Rick, if, if somebody's listening to this now and they're earlier in their journey and life is, is dark, it's heavy, they feel very alone, isolated, what words of wisdom would you like to share with somebody that needs to hear something hopeful, uplifting, inspiring? I would say try your best not to fight against your grief. Try your best not to try and beat it. I did. I had a good go. I, I thought I could. I thought I could beat it. Not a chance. It's with me for the rest of my life. So give yourself a little bit of credit and time to feel and feel as much as you can. Don't feel you're a burden on others because you're emotionally unstable or you're constantly crying or you're constantly putting your worries or stresses onto others. Find those go-to people quickly. And, and allow yourself to, to share as much as you want to share with those people and, and feeling, you know, safe and secure within that space as well is really important. But also as well, be kind to yourself. Be really kind to yourself. You know, grief is the hardest path any human being will take. There's, there's nothing else more challenging out there. Mm. 
So find ways to look after yourself. And But I'm a bit of a realist, Karen, when it comes to feedback because, you know, where some people feel like they, they tell them what they need, they, they want to hear, that's going to make them feel good. No, 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 I'm really sorry. I'm probably the guy that's going to tell you exactly how it is and going to tell you that it's going to get harder. You're going to lose yourself at some point. You may have a breakdown. You're going to go on this journey of finding yourself. You're going to remove yourself from circles, but you're going to take these steps for you and your growth. Yeah. And that is where it's at. And when you get this feeling and you're at this point and you go, no, I'm doing me. I'm doing me. You're in a good place. You're in, you're in, you're in a better place. You're on a, a new journey. And, you know, I just, I just hope everyone gets to that point and then stops, stops really finding themselves and, and doing different things and believing in who they are. You know? I love that. I, I, I just think it's what I always love to, to help people do in, in my communities is you, you know support themselves and believe in themselves that that they can do amazing things but to to take that time for themselves you know that that real self-care self-compassion and like you say they're taking time for yourself like mm. I, I where I used to just sit and be years ago I used to beat myself up a bit and now you know I sit and be and I found a lot of peace in my journey, Karen. I've, I've come to terms with, with lots of things um, and I'm at peace with most things and and I've worked hard to, towards that. But, you know, you've got to put the hard work in you do you know, for yourself. You do, and it all comes back to that, that expression that, like you, I, I don't really agree with um, sort of time heals all wounds. It, it doesn't. It's what you do with the time that you have that matters and it's the choices that you make in the time that you have and 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 that's where the power lies and they're not always easy choices and it's not always a fun journey but it's worth it if if you can take that time and make the choices that support you and help you find your way it's life-changing it is life-changing rick you have been i could sit here and honestly just talk to you i've got so many things i want to discuss with you you are so easy to talk to and so inspiring your your outlook and your optimism is contagious and and i know people will definitely feel uplifted having listened to you and i urge everyone to go and check out real with rick um which is available on all major platforms i do believe isn't it um it's out there we'll put the link in the show notes and obviously rick's books are also available on amazon i do believe i think uh, yes amazon all the major online stores so yeah yeah Yeah. um and yeah just go follow him on 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 social media i think it's at richard hart isn't it on on social media yeah at at richard hart 786 786 love it well rick i think i think think we're just typing the widowed warrior oh okay the widowed warrior love that Uh, thank you so much for your time Rick it really has been wonderful having you join us today and cannot wait to see what you get up to next I think your journey is going to be a a really interesting one to follow and and yeah absolutely keep in touch and maybe we'll do this again sometime definitely thank you so much for listening to the widow podcast with me Karen Sutton If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, 
come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Widow Podcast. Podcast.